Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Brian, and this is Our Weird World. So, today's episode, I'm just going to dive right into it. I don't really have any other things to talk about, any other news or anything. But So, today's episode is about UFOs. So what is a UFO? So I've looked up a lot of stuff on it, did a lot of research recently, and kind of the best definition I've been able to see, which makes sense when you hear it, is an airborne object or objects or optical phenomena that seem like airborne objects that an onlooker is unable to identify. That seems like the most simple definition I've been able to find makes sense when when you read it and hear it like that as to what a ufo is but when you hear the term ufo at least for me i I don't know for everybody a lot of you out there might feel the same way when i hear the term ufo you know it brings things to my mind of like aliens flying saucers you know ships from outer space other other planets you know millions of light years away whatever things like that uh search for extraterrestrial intelligence ET, all that kind of stuff comes flooding into my mind when I think about UFOs. You know, a big part of that obviously is pop culture. You know, you see that all over the place. There's gobs of movies, TV shows, comic books, cartoons, whatever that kind of relate to it with UFOs. Um, all kinds of stuff, a lot, lot of fictional tales. But then there's also a lot of nonfiction as well. Um, a lot of, I don't want to necessarily say history. What kind of is history that I guess it hasn't really been proven whether this stuff is real or not, but there is a lot out there. There's a lot of information just coming at us from all different directions. Obviously, in recent years, we've had a lot of uh, declassified information come out um, from different entities relating to UFOs. I don't know if any of you out there have seen any of this stuff, these videos and articles that they that uh, our U.S. military and government has released. Some of it is very interesting. Um, I, I I am a little bit skeptical about some of it, but it is definitely neat. It's very interesting. Really neat to look into. A lot of, lot of cool stuff, um, whether it's on the fictional side or nonfiction side, in these reports that are coming out uh, that are being declassified. And stuff you see all over the place. So, Of course, there's a lot of stuff on the internet, YouTube, things like that, that are definitely totally fake and hoaxes. I've seen some that are really good, really elaborate videos and whatnot. When you really dive into it and kind of look into it deeper, maybe read into it more, you'll see a lot of it is fake. That people are just creating this stuff to a lot of hype and whatnot. But it's still fun to watch sometimes. But yeah, so UFOs, what what are they to you, and why am I talking about this? So I, I recently had some, I guess I'll say sightings. I'll, I'll get into the details here in a moment uh, that brought it into perspective for me and and made me want to discuss it and talk about it. But yeah, so. Uh, I guess a big thing would be, let's kind of look back at a little bit of the history. I'm not going to go dive into it too, too much. I did a lot of research, and there's so much out there. There's so, it's quite the rabbit hole. You can really go into a lot of different things, a lot of different areas, ideas, thoughts, you know, whether you believe it or not. But there's a lot of stuff that comes up about it. Obviously, me living in New Mexico, we constantly hear about Roswell. And if you're into UFOs or have watched anything or read anything, I'm sure you've heard about Roswell back in the 1940s. 
Supposedly this alien craft crash landed in Roswell, was recovered by the U.S. military. There's an alien that was autopsied in Roswell, whatever, all this stuff that goes along with it. It's pretty cool. It's a neat bit of local history. If you ever go to Roswell, New Mexico, it's all over the place. It's like that's a big key part of their tourism is aliens and UFOs. They actually have a um, like a, a museum down there as well about it. They have all kinds of cool stuff. It's really neat. It's actually really fun. Um, if you have kids that are into this sort of thing, I suggest taking them there. If you ever go there, it's really neat. I've been there a few times. It's, it's a cool little place to go check out. And it's a neat little town. If you're ever there, just go walk down the main street and, you know, go go hit up some uh, local shops and, and spend your money there and help out the local economy. But, yeah, it's a really cool place, neat place. They have, like, statues and stuff. They have uh, signs as you come into town with, like, aliens and UFOs on them. So it's fun if you like that sort of thing. So check it out, definitely. But, yeah, that's obviously a big history is the whole Roswell conspiracy, we'll say, you know, whether you believe it or not. That's huge. It's all over the place. Again, I'm not going to dive into it too much. I, I look, I did all kinds of research for this and I was like, there's so much out there. Like how much do I really want to dive into it? I just kind of want to do it like a vague overview and just talk about it and give you kind of my ideas on it. And then maybe you can write into me and tell me what your thoughts are. I would love to hear it. Let me, let me know what you think. Do you believe UFOs are real? Are they out there? Are they being flown by little green or gray men from other planets? Is it all fake? What do you believe? Let me know. Let me know what you think. So there's there's that history of Roswell. Um, there's another one that that was of interest that I read about called uh, uh, it was from the U.S. Air Force called Project Sign in 1948, um, and this was intended for investigating basically a bunch of UFO sightings that had been recently reported in the 1940s, kind of along with the whole Roswell thing. Um, a lot of researchers involved in Project Sign, they were convinced that. UFOs were actually high-tech Soviet aircraft at the time because you got to think about this is post-World War II. Uh, We're at the time we're going into the Cold War. So there's this whole, you know, back and forth with us, the United States and Soviet Russia, USSR going on at the time. So so this is one key thing. They said, oh, it's got to be these crazy aircraft from the Soviets, right? That's got to be what it is. So that was one of their thoughts with it. Now this gave way to another project called Project Grudge the year after in 1949, which then later gave way to Project Blue Book in 1952, and the most, the longest U.S. government inquiries into UFO questioning uh, of this, this Project Blue Book. Now, Project Blue Book remained open and active from 1952 to 1969, and was headquartered at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio. So if you're in that area, if you've heard stuff around there, you might know more about it. Again, I looked at a lot of stuff into this. I didn't want to go too deep. I just wanted to kind of talk about some of these ones about it. So if you know more about it, awesome, cool, great. Write in, let me know. Again, I did do a lot of research on it and in stuff like this, what I could find, obviously. Again, it just it was for fun for me. I wanted to look into more in, into it. Now, during Project Blue Book's operation, they apparently recorded over 12,000 sightings of, of UFOs. Now, again, you got to remember the definition of a UFO. Airborne objects or optical phenomena that seem like airborne objects that an onlooker is unable to identify. So literally, you could see something in the sky and go, oh, what is that? That's a UFO, technically. Whether it's whatever it is, I don't know. You know, I, I recently saw a uh, 
what I believe was a high altitude weather balloon most likely was I couldn't find any information on it because you can sometimes look that stuff up and see like when they were released or where they're going you know they're going up but you get that you can look up when they do that sort of stuff and I saw one recently outside of the window of my house what I believe was a high altitude weather balloon but I couldn't identify it as such so technically that would be a UFO right by definition it would be I think that's what it was I've seen some before it looked like that it looked the same the where the sun was at in the morning coming up to relative to where this was and where I was at it would make sense that it would reflect off and I'd be able to see it that's what I believe it was was it actually I don't know the problem that that makes me think that it might not have been a high altitude weather balloon was when I first saw it it appeared to be not moving just kind of staying stationary which if it's really high altitude I'm on the ground looking through the window of my house it's going to look like a stationary, just a bright light reflecting the sunlight off of it. But the thing that was weird to me, it effectively sat still for quite a while. I mean, I stared at this thing for a good 20, 25 minutes. And then after a while, it started to move southwest, but not moving up. Like it literally started to go southwest. So I'm like, well, that's a bit unusual. It seemed unusual to me at the time watching that. So I was like, huh. Is that a high altitude weather balloon? Why is it all of a sudden now moving southwest? And I watched it for quite a while. I could see it. It was pretty bright. And this was in the day. And there were some very light high altitude clouds that were going in front of it, in front of its path relative to where I was seeing it. And I could continue to see it the whole time. So it was interesting. Uh, That was one uh, uh, incident I had where I saw something that technically would be considered a UFO. Made me think about that. I'll talk about the other one here in a minute. But anyway, so you have this this Project Blue Book going on. They have over twelve thousand sightings that they recorded during this time. Now they categorize them into two separate groups. So they have what they associated with known phenomenon, uh, whether it's atmospheric, astronomic, or man-made, and those which would be associated with any identifiable cause. So, you know, like like a, a high-altitude weather balloon, et cetera, things like that. Now, the atmospheric, astronomic things, you know, that's obviously going to be anything sort of like, um, oh, gosh, I'm having a brain fart here. The uh, auroras that you get in, in the northern hemisphere, aurora borealis. You get the ones in the summer, southern hemisphere. I can't remember what they call those ones. Shooting stars, right? Uh, meteors, et cetera, things like that coming through our atmosphere. Obviously, man-made you know, aircraft. Of, of various type whatever those sort of things out there but still you still get ufos within that now after this project blue Book began in 1953 the cia or central intelligence agency here in the u.s they created what they called the robertson panel this was a panel of scientists that were uh, helmed by physicist hp robertson he was charged with reviewing the findings within project blue book now, Dr. Robertson, the, uh, his panel, they came to the conclusions that the vast majority of UFO sightings could be explained by natural phenomena. So they're saying most of these are natural phenomena. Are they, or is just this what they're telling the public? Hmm? There's, there's stuff like this that I saw throughout the research that, oh yeah, it's natural phenomena. But is it? And a lot of other people and conspiracy theorists, other groups say, no, no, no. It's UFOs or this kind of, whatever spacecrafts all kinds of stuff right 
like like you see that uh you ever watch the history channel the uh, ancient aliens there's that guy with the crazy hair i can't remember his name there's the meme that's been around for years of it where he's like got his hands up like he got that weird look in his face he's like aliens right stuff like that you get all kinds of weird different ends of the spectrum so but anyways that's what they said most of it is explained by natural phenomena okay they said that ufos uh, that were sighted posed no security risk to the u.s and that there was no evidence in project blue books records that proved the existence of extraterrestrials now again is this just them saying this to cover up what they're doing or was it true again you can get all kinds of crazy with different ideas out there going down different rabbit holes i came up with all kinds of different stuff on both ends of the spectrum so again i'm just doing a rough vague overview and going to talk a little bit about my experiences and my beliefs here in a little bit now parts of dr robert's panel their findings they weren't actually later revealed until 1979 so this is many years later decades later almost 30 years later now of course this whole time between when a lot of these what they're saying and before the re a lot of re uh, findings were revealed in 1979 they obviously added you know fuel to the fire right of all these various conspiracy theories and these are some that i i saw and, and read and, and came up some i had never heard of before some were kind of stuff i'd heard i had heard and of course, different ideas of, of government cover-ups and things like that. So, Now, there was an inquiry that was opened by the U.S. Air Force in 1966 under the leadership of physicist Edward U. Condon. I kept saying Dr. Robertson. I don't know why I said that. It Everything I read was just physicist H.P. Robertson. Maybe it was. I don't know. A lot of Maybe because I read that a lot of physicists tend to be doctors, especially when they're like leaders in roles like this. Anyways, now we're talking about this physicist, Edward Condon. He was tasked with investigating 59 very compelling but inexplicable sightings originally recorded during this Project Blue Book. Now, the results of this inquiry, they were included in a report that were called the Scientific Study of Unidentified Flying Objects, also formally referred to, excuse me, less formally, informally referred to as the Condon Report. So this Condon Report, it also found no evidence of the existence of extraterrestrials. Uh, these findings contributed to the, the decision to basically end this Project Blue Book in 1969. It, it helped them be convinced that, okay, we don't need to do this project anymore. A small minority of scientists, however, continued to subscribe to uh, Alan Hynek, or Hynek, who's an astronomer at the Ohio State University, and at the time, uh, Northwestern University who participated in the project's sign, grudge, and Project Blue Book uh, investigations. He is one of the better remembered scientists who continue to advocate for these ideas of UFOs and, and extraterrestrials, etc. Now, he actually founded his own private research group, which was called the Center for UFO Studies, or CUFOS, CUFIS, CUFIS, however you want to pronounce it. You get all those short acronyms, right? Everyone wants to make acronyms out of everything. And this was started in 1973. Now, there was a lot of governmental scrutiny of UFO phenomenon, which we've had a big revival of recently uh, in, in recent years. According to DOD, this Department of Defense here in the U.S., and AATIP, which is the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, operated from 2007 to 2012, at which point the program's funds 
were diverted, diverted elsewhere. And they were these government entities that were, during this time, early 2000s, were reviving this, these UFO phenomenon, right? And like I said at the beginning, there's been a lot of reports that have been declassified and things that have come out now later because of it. So really cool stuff. If you want to, again, so many rabbit holes. Good luck if you go doing it yourself or if you already have. But really cool stuff. Whoops, that was me uh, hand hitting the table. Um, so anyway, so another one that I came up with is, that I saw is, is Canada. You know, every every so, here in the U.S., we're so U.S.-centric, like us, 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 me, me, me. But Canada's government is the only one besides the U.S. that has actually kept relatively extensive records on UFO sightings from their citizens as well. So the U.S. T- does a lot of recordings of sightings, and apparently Canada does too. I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm like, I mean, it makes sense, right? They're they're a huge country uh, geographically. They're they're massive. They they have a large population as well. So why wouldn't they have people seeing things too, right? If these this phenomenon has happened all over the globe, of course you can get sightings from them. So apparently they they keep a lot of records of this as well. So really big there. Um, others I found that do have some records on UFOs, but aren't as vast as as ours. I'm sure part of it is just geography being smaller countries. Um, and again, it, it, you know, if you live in a smaller country, sure, you're not going to have that larger physical area where you can have people on, on one side or the other that are having different sightings. But the United Kingdom, they're, they're another big one. Uh, Sweden, Denmark, Greece. That was like, okay, I mean, yeah. And uh, Australia. Now, Australia is a big country too. I've been there personally. I've been to Perth. Beautiful country, great people, loved it there. Um, I would absolutely go back again. Great, great place, great country. If you've been to Australia, awesome. If you've never been, you want to go, go. Highly recommend it. So yeah, of course, Australia makes sense too. That that's a they're a big country, a lot of vast open space. They do have more populace on the coasts, but still, obviously, they're having sightings too. So that's cool. But their records are are from what I saw not as vast as us here in the u.s and canada seems like those two canada and u.s are like the two big ones that have a lot of sightings in some countries such as the soviet union former soviet union now russia and the people's republic of china ufo sightings resulted from secret military tests that the country's people weren't made aware of so they were actually testing likely military aircraft future military aircraft that oh there's a ufo and the government's keeping it secret from people until they later find out, oh, it was military aircraft. Now, of course, when you think of that, you have to think about us here in the U.S. Again, I'm getting U.S.-centric, I know. But a big one that you hear about is Area 51, right? You, it's For years and decades, Area 51, It's so much has talked about that. Um, I, I do remember years ago, I don't recall what year it was, that uh, Area 51 did release a lot of information to the public on their their doings what they, what they had going on there what they do um of course because it is a lot of top secret what they're doing there they're not going to share everything with the public but basically the u.s government was like hey you need to give something to the people share something with them about what you do there and a big part of that is is aircraft testing and it's future aircraft that later come out for use with the u.s military typically so that that's a big part of what they do obviously i'm sure there's a lot of other stuff that i don't know about obviously there's the conspiracies with it there's related to roswell alien testing reverse engineering of of alien 
technologies, so their UFOs, things such as that, right? Obviously, that's stuff that I can't say is true or not, but it's things I've read, I've seen, different conspiracies about it. But a part of what they released to the public saying is that, yes, we do test aircraft here. So I'm sure a lot of UFO sightings in that particular area of the U.S. and the Southwest probably comes from these aircraft that they're testing there. So uh, thinking of that, of which um, I talked about like earlier, like stuff in fiction, one of my all-time favorite shows is The X-Files. Fantastic show. It's I actually just recently celebrated its 30th anniversary of release uh, back in September of 1993. Great show. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. Uh, just a few years ago, I rewatched the whole entire uh, series. Was it 10 seasons or something? From first episode in order all the way to the very last episode. Uh, really great show. I remember watching it when I was younger when it came out. Uh, September 93, I would have been 10 years old when it came out. And I remember watching it with my dad. He was into it. And it was that, oh, Monday night, X-Files is on. Got to watch X-Files. So I really enjoyed it then. I enjoyed re-watching it later. You catch reruns here and there. But that was a big uh, key part of their whole overall arcing story within the X-Files was UFOs, alien technology, um, extraterrestrials, the whole alien aut- autopsy conspiracy, Roswell, UFOs, that, that was a running theme in there. They kind of had a lot of fun with that where they took ideas at the time that were actually going on that people thought of and had it in their show uh, obviously they had some fun you know coming with their own stuff because it was a fictional uh, television show but they took kind of ideas and conspiracy theories that were out there and and played with that and came up with their own ideas and, and different stories off of that and yeah one of the big major one major arcing stories that they had was ufos and aliens and alien technology and it was a key role in that show and it made it really exciting it was really good and really fun to watch because of that that was one of the main aspects that i enjoyed watching that show and then of course they had movies that went along with it that also went to that same idea of extraterrestrials ufo technology things like that conspiracies around it too so that was fun i really enjoyed that really cool show watch it if you haven't um what was i talking about i got off subject there <laughs> uh we were talking about different countries right having their different sightings so you get them all over the place all over all over everywhere now there are a lot of natural phenomena that have been cited as ufo sightings but have been later debunked and said yes these are just natural phenomena uh some include uh planet venus is often mistaken for a ufo i've heard this before i've heard this actually quite often that planet venus you can see in the night sky if you know where to look at certain times of year when it's you know we're moving it's moving whatever but a lot of people have apparently thought that venus was a ufo obviously an unidentified flying object it's in the sky you see it by definition like i said before it would be a ufo right but anyway so yeah venus often because the reflection of the light off of it off of windows eyeglasses basically what people are saying is that it can create a superimposed image or like a halo effect that camera lenses sometimes lend to illuminate it and other objects and can resemble a saucer-like shape. So apparently there's been times where people have seen Venus through a window or wearing glasses. I wear prescription glasses. I've never, I, I, I've kind of experienced what they're talking about with like light, lights at night, things like that. But yeah, the, the superimposed image, creating like a halo effect, kind of making it look like a saucer-shaped. I get that. I can understand that wearing glasses and, and being out at, at after, after sunset in dark with lights and things like that. So I can get that. And especially at certain times when 
Earth and Venus are closer to each other, it's going to be brighter, obviously. So I can understand that. I can understand even potentially other planets that are really bright, too, that you might mistakenly think of, oh, that's a UFO. And, and especially before the technologies that we have now were what they are now. As far as I'm talking, I'm thinking like things like, like telescopes, um, the ability to like online look up star maps. You can look up, there's a lot of places you can look up like um, the, the orbits of our planets. You can look up and see, okay, where is this gonna, planet going to be at this time? How close or how far is it going to be away from us? Things of that nature. There's a lot of cool stuff out there you can look up. On a, there's apps I've I've I don't have any currently but I've had some apps on my phone before where it's like the star tracker apps where you can look up planets gives you details on them it'll tell you where it is in the sky you can hold up your phone camera to the sky and it'll look for constellations and it'll tell you okay this is this planet this is this planet this is this star this is this galaxy things like that so there's a lot of technology out there that that can help you nowadays to better identify these things where you see something in the sky you go oh my gosh what is that it's a UFO oh no it's just the planet Venus Things of that nature. But that is one that has been commonly reported as a UFO. And later people say, no, 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 it's just the planet Venus. Or is it? Just just kidding. I'm just joking. I don't want to get into that sort of conspiracy. But anyways, that's one that's often cited as a UFO. I, I kept seeing that one repeated over and over. Venus. Like, why the planet Venus? Why, why not planet Saturn? Have you ever seen Saturn through a telescope? It's beautiful. You can see the rings and everything. It's fantastic. If you haven't, do it. It's really cool. Now, of course, there's obviously abduction. When you talk about UFOs, you have to talk about abduction too, right? With aliens, little green men or gray men, the big buggy eyes, whatever, all kinds of crazy stuff out there. There's so many cool ideas in fiction. My favorite, personally, is, is the Alien series. Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, uh, Prometheus, Alien Covenant. I love all those movies. They're great. Alien Resurrection, the fourth one, not so much. That one got a little hokey. But still, they're fun movies. I, it's probably one of my favorite movie series one for the kind of horror side of it especially the first movie the other one's not quite as much a little bit but just a really good series in general the the the, the xenomorphs and their whole life cycle and everything and the the eggs with face huggers in them great i don't want to give any spoilers away if you haven't seen the alien series what's wrong with you go watch them yeah, they're great anyways really cool fictional idea on aliens extraterrestrials all that kind of stuff really fun but anyways, yeah, so abductions, that's that's a big key part of this whole thing as well, whether you believe it or not. I've been talking a lot about movies and TV shows. One that comes to mind is, uh, I believe it was called Fire in the Sky. I can't remember what year it came out. I guess I should look it up right quick. But anyways, it came out in the, in the 90s sometime. I remember, see, I didn't see it in theaters, but I do remember seeing it. I've watched it a few times. I remember it scared the heck out of me. And that one is supposedly based on true story of a man that was abducted and he basically came back or was returned or whatever and he told his tale and they made this movie about it about his tale of what he experienced during his abduction so that is that that is definitely one if you haven't seen that check it out it's it's actually really good and it it can be pretty terrifying so the idea of being abducted by aliens that's one key thing right people talk about that a lot uh, again x-files that was a big huge part of their overall overarching storyline in the x-files was abduction uh what the main character Mulder, his sister spoiler alert his sister was abducted by aliens supposedly um that was a big key uh, element in that show was that his sister was abducted when she was a kid and that was it she never was seen again i don't give away too much there's some good stuff in there related to that story but yeah now 
with that, one of the big key things is that I that I kept coming across is that a lot of uh, psychologists and and other doctors and people in that kind of field attribute abductions to sleep paralysis. Now, if you've ever experienced sleep paralysis, it can be really scary. It can be really terrifying. I've experienced it myself quite a few times when I do realize when I wake up, okay, this is sleep paralysis. I've experienced it, or I think I've experienced it times where I'm not quite sure. Now, I've never experienced anything that I would consider like alien visitors or abduction, but I've experienced sleep paralysis where there's times where I, I get pretty freaked out from it. So this is a, a key idea of sleep paralysis being related to abductions, where basically the idea is that you're, it happens during when you're either first falling asleep, more commonly it's when you're waking is kind of the more common uh, time when these come about, is where it's like this, it's this disconnect between your brain and your body, where like your, your brain is waking up, that's typically the most common thing, it's like, okay, it's time to wake up, get up for the, the new day, you're coming to, your brain's like, all right, let's go, it's time to wake up, it's time to wake up. But your body's not quite there with it. There's this disconnect. There's this lag between your physical body and your brain, your mind. And it can almost create, you get these sort of like, almost like, like you're still in a dream state and you tend to like see things that maybe aren't there, but you think it's real, like it's really happening. It's, it's a really weird feeling. It's really, it's kind of hard to, to describe, but that's definitely one. If you want to look more into, look it up, sleep, sleep paralysis. It's a neat subject. Uh, there's a great podcast that did an episode about it that I listened to. Um, if you haven't listened to these guys, check them out. Uh, I'm going to shout them out right now. Of course, it's uh, Stuff You Should Know, probably the greatest podcast out there in the world. They're great. They're based out of Georgia. Great guys. I've been listening to them since the very beginning, since they started in 2008. They did one. I don't remember what year it was, but they did one about sleep paralysis, and they really talked about it in depth and really researched it a lot and talked about it. And the great thing I like about their podcast is they they – they definitely have their own ideas and bias, but they don't bring it into their episodes and they just talk about, here's what we discovered, here's what it is, here's what the research says, here's what the definition is, here's some stories that we found, some ideas we found, here's what it is, we'll let you guys make your own conclusions and ideas. And they presented it in a very neat way, but they, like I said, they had a very great episode about sleep paralysis, so check them out. Stuff you should know uh, with, with uh, I'm gonna, I can't, Josh and Chuck, I know their first names best podcast out there go check them out if you haven't already love their stuff so they did a really good one about sleep paralysis and they talked it got into stuff like this about like ideas of of alien abduction people that have have said stuff like this and other like it, it goes into like if you've ever looked into sleep paralysis like talking about like even like people claiming like uh possession or or ghosts and things like that it goes into a lot of different weird kind of ways so but that's one key part of it like I said, that a lot of doctors and psychologists have said it's, oh, you're not, you weren't abducted. It was sleep paralysis. Well, was it? How do you know? Again, that movie Fire in the Sky that I mentioned before, if that person's tale is true, it's the detail that they talk about, discuss about in that movie and his tale, it's beyond sleep paralysis. It's, if he really was abducted, it's, it's a scary idea, scary thought. So again, there's a lot of ideas out there with it as far as relating to that with abduction. So it's one of those things, again, what are your thoughts on it as a listener? Do you think that stuff is real? Do you think it's sleep paralysis? Do you think it's something else that could be explained? Have you been abducted? Do you have some crazy tell? Have you experienced sleep paralysis and thought you were being abducted or being visited or anything like that? That's the kind of thing that I would love to hear, that I would love to know. If you have, please write to me. 
ourweirdworldpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Hit me up, let me know. Or go, uh, find me on Facebook, Our Weird World. Send me a message on there, tell me a story, whatever. I'd love to hear it, that'd be great. So before I get to the end, I, I want to tell you the main thing I experienced recently that really brought this to my mind and why I wanted to talk about it. Again, I just want to do a real vague kind of quick overview. I don't want to go into too many specific things because there's so much out there. there. There's so, so much out there. But anyways, so uh, recently I went camping uh, with with uh, with my wife and kids and uh, some family friends of ours. They knew who they are. Um, I, I grew up with him, the, the guy. I've known him my whole life. Uh, so his, his wife and his son were with us. Great people. Love hanging out with them. You know who you are. Um, so we went up to, to Colorado, Southern Colorado. Uh, again, I live in New Mexico in central New Mexico. I love going up to Southern Colorado. If you're familiar, familiar with Southern Colorado, you know, like Durango, Biasito Reservoir, all that kind of area, Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs a little bit further North, but you get the idea. You know what I'm talking about. It beautiful part of the country, beautiful state. I love going to Colorado. It's a great place to go to go and visit. Absolutely love it. One of my favorite places. So anyways, we, we recently went, uh, camping recently up in southern Colorado. Uh, we were near a town called South Fork, uh, not to be confused with South Park. Great, great cartoon, by the way. <laughs> they actually go into aliens, UFOs, and alien abduction. I think it's like the very first episode, actually. Hilarious. Check it out if you haven't seen it before. Awesome. I won't give it away. It's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we were up in southern Colorado camping, hanging out, and you know, doing what you do when you go camping. You hang out. You got a campfire outside. You're hanging out with your, your friends and family, telling stories, talking, whatever, looking up at the stars, enjoying the night sky. Now, when there was one night that I saw something that startled me. Now, when you look up at, at the night and you see aircraft that we know, like commercial airplanes, helicopters, small person aircraft flying, they're pretty easy to tell what they are. First off, you're going to see their lights. They have solid lights on them, and then they have flashing lights. And their flashing is a regular tempoed flash they, they, they have a regular sequence to it and you can see those and you see them moving in a predictable direction now if it's like a high altitude commercial jet that's flying 35,000 40,000 feet you're typically going to see it before you hear it or you might hear it before you are able to spot it and see it and it, you kind of get that weird phenomenon where you hear it it sounds like it's in one spot but then you look it's in a different spot just because the difference of how high they are relative to you and then any surroundings you're in where the sound echoes but anyways you're going to hear that sound of the jet right or if it's even a, a low altitude you know uh you know a prop engine plane you're going to hear that noise of the engine running you're going to see the flashing lights or a helicopter you're going to hear it the rotor spinning that fast spin where it's breaking the air and you get the noise of it and again you're going to see those flashing lights they're going to be moving in very predictable directions obviously helicopters can change directions much quicker than an uh, air fixed wing airplane can, but still, it's very predictable when you look at, when you see them. So that's not what this is. And then, of course, the other thing I should mention too is satellites. With so many satellites being in orbit around Earth, that's one common thing you see as well when you're looking out in the night sky. You see the solid light moving. Some are really dim. Some are brighter. Um, I, I mentioned earlier looking online and and looking things up. You can look up satellite like where they are tracking where the International Space Station. I've seen reflection of it, the light reflecting off of it, and it going over the sky. And if you catch it just the right time, right angle, it can be super bright. Like you see this bright light going across, you can look up a line, like, oh, cool, that's the ISS, International Space Station, moving along. Really cool, really neat to see. One that's really fascinating, actually, can if you catch it just right, is uh, some of the uh, Starlink satellites. 
they tend to travel together like like in the same path like a bunch of them it'll be like 20 of them or something and it's wild because you'll see all these lights just going all in the same direction first time i ever saw it i was like what the heck i actually had to look it up because i didn't realize what it was i saw it and i was like what is all this my first thought was satellites but i was like i'd never seen them like that all in a row i, I remember counting like it was like 18 or 19 or 20 of them or something and i looked it up i was like oh it's starlink satellites the direction they were going and everything okay cool starlink so anyways you can look up see that stuff kind of going around too so that's it's a known you might see it at first and think oh that's a ufo or is it it might be a satellite that's a common one obviously now this first thing that i saw i saw it one night by myself it was a flashing light it was a red flashing light but it wasn't like that of an airplane it wasn't on a regular tempo or sequence it was this and it wasn't bright too like airplanes tend to be really bright you can really tell them even from far away. It, it was, and the brightness of it wasn't consistent. It, it was, there were a couple times I saw it flash. They were, it was brighter than others. Other couple times I saw it wasn't, it was dimmer. Airplanes don't do that. They, they're the same. They're, they're consistent. So that immediately I was like, why, why would that be different? Why is that flashing light a different brightness? This one flash, it was really bright. This flash, it was really dim and it wasn't consistent. It wasn't a regular tempoed flash like you get on those lights on aircraft and it didn't move in a traditional way of an aircraft like it was moving super slow and then it moved faster and then it moved slow and then fast so i'm like it was a little freaky that to me again by definition would be a ufo right it and that's what i thought i'm like what the heck is this i'm seeing i couldn't identify i didn't know what it was i couldn't tell what it was so to me that would technically be a ufo and that lasted very short it wasn't i only saw it briefly for 10, 15 seconds, maybe a little bit longer. Very unusual. Now, the other one that really was a really good one that fascinating, literally all of us in our group saw it. My wife, my wife, she pointed it out. We were hanging out and there was a, there was a rainstorm earlier in the day and in the night into the sunset. So there were some high clouds, but they were, they were thinning out and we were starting to be able to see the stars above us, saw some satellites and planes but there were still some lingering clouds here and there, not nothing too thick or too heavy. We were hanging out, just, just hanging out, relaxing, chit-chatting. And she points up and is like freaking out, like, what the heck is that? What is that in the sky? And I couldn't see it at first just because of the trees that were, that were near us. So I literally had to get on my chair and I'm like, look, I'm like, what is it? And we see this light. Now, if you've ever seen an airplane at night, they do have headlights on that they run, especially if there's clouds, they'll have, and you can see the headlight like shining into the cloud. And it's directional like a headlight on a car. You'll see it shining through. In your perspective, if the cloud is between you and the airplane, you see like the stream of the light going into or through the cloud, right? And it's directional like a headlight of a car. That's kind of what we saw as far as the light. It looked like this light, almost like the headlight. But the problem was it was all around it. It wasn't in the direction it was moving. Now, it was moving across the sky like an airplane. It was moving in one direction. It was moving um, uh, east at the time. And it looked like at first, like, okay, it's really high altitude, commercial airplane, whatever. But it had this light around it that was around it in all directions, 360 degrees, like a sphere. But it looked like, like that description I said of like a headlight on an airplane going through a cloud. That's what it looked like. It's almost like this orb of light all around it in all directions. So that was unusual. The other thing that was very unusual, there were no blinking or flashing lights or any other lights of any other color. It was a singular, like white light all around in all directions permeating from it 
no other color lights, no flashing lights, no other light from it whatsoever. And there was no like visible, like, um, I know in commercial jets, you're not going to see any sort of like, uh, um, oh my God, afterburner. Cause they don't, they don't have afterburners, but like a fighter jet in the military have afterburners. Obviously they don't always fly with afterburners, but if you see a fighter jet with afterburners on, it's visible. You can see it. There was nothing that looked like that. It was just a singular light. It was moving in wonder in, in its path, this direction It was moving East. Now, the other thing that was very unusual, there was no sound from it as we watched it. There was no sound like that of a jet. You know, like I mentioned before, when you have the higher altitude commercial jets where you get that noise of it, either you hear it first before you spot it or you spot it and then you hear the noise of it as it as it goes past. Nothing. No sound like a jet. No sound like a prop engine. There was no sound at all from it. All we had was the, the just the natural sounds around us of like like crickets and and things around us locally so that was very unusual and we just watched this thing for a moment as it moved across the sky again no flashing lights just the one singular light all around it no sound of any sort of jet engine or anything like that and it just streaked across the sky and we watched it for a while until it went beyond where we could see beyond the horizon and it was all of us were just kind of stunned like what the heck was that we just saw what did we just witness i personally had never seen or experienced anything like that ever before i've never seen anything like that so that was that was an experience that really blew my mind i'm like whoa okay this is that's crazy i'm still a bit of a skeptic i always kind of have been i like the idea of there being extraterrestrials out there you know us looking to the stars to find you know, are there others out there? Are there other civilizations in other galaxies? I want to believe they are. I definitely do. I've mentioned it before. Like I'm, I'm like Mulder from X-Files. I want to believe that the truth is out there. Right. <laughs> but I've still always been kind of skeptical. But when I saw this, um, it, it, like I said, it kind of blew my mind. I'm like, Whoa, this is, I can't explain this. This was truly a UFO. And this was a UFO to me in the sense of bringing up those ideas of like extraterrestrials alien life visitors here checking in on us whatever your thoughts and ideas of it that come to your mind that's kind of what came to my mind like okay this is something different this is something else is it some crazy weird government aircraft that area 51's testing were they flying out east from area 51 over colorado going somewhere was it some crazy high altitude jet that we just couldn't hear was it something like if you've seen the new Top Gun movie, that uh, crazy, uh, they call it the Dark Star jet, kind of the idea based off of like the SR-71 supersonic jet. Was it something like that at some crazy high altitude? But the light around it just seemed to, that, that made me believe that it wasn't something like that. Because there was light all around. And it was bright. It was extremely bright. Like you could not miss this. If you're outside, you would have seen it. Anybody that would have been outside at the time would have spotted it. So that made me believe no it can't be something like that because if the government's testing some crazy high speed high altitude jet we're probably not going to see it, especially at night we're not going to know it's there so yeah i it, it brought a lot of different ideas to my mind and i'm still this was gosh this was a, a few weeks ago and i'm still kind of racking my brain here and there trying to understand exactly what it was i saw what, what we all saw it was so strange and so unusual uh to my wife and my my best friend growing up and your wife if you know you 
hear this and you know exactly what I'm talking about, yeah, it, whatever your thoughts and experiences are, let me know. And if you're a listener and if you've experienced something like this, you have ideas, thoughts, please, please, please let me know. I want to hear your tales. Um, I don't have to recount them here if you don't want me to. You can, if you send me an email, again, our weird, weird world podcast at gmail.com. If you don't want me to read it, tell me, say, hey, don't read this, but here's my experience, whatever. You tell me whatever you want. It's it's a neat subject. It's something that I, I always, once in a while, I like to think about. I like to watch shows and movies about it and kind of get some different ideas about it. And there's a lot of neat stuff out there, a lot of conspiracies, et cetera, things like that. Oh, thinking of before I go, the sort of the fictional side of it, I talked about a lot of movies. If you have not seen the movie Nope, N-O-P-E, Nope, came out recently, I think it was it this year it came out. If you haven't seen that, watch that. That is a fun one. That's a really good one. I know it got advertised as like a like a real scary theor, theor, I can't talk thriller horror kind of uh, movie. It's really not. It's uh, I'm not going to give anything away. It's really not that scary. There's a couple of scenes that are kind of jump scares. It's really not that bad. It's really good. It has a really good story, really good tale, but it kind of it makes you think. It really does make you think. So that's a really neat one. If you haven't seen it, if you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I really enjoyed that. I really liked that one. That was a fun one. That's it. UFOs. What are your thoughts? Let me know. I gave you some of my thoughts, some of my ideas, gave you a little brief, some little histories here and there. So if you enjoyed this, let me know. You can find me on Instagram, Our Weird World. You can find me on Facebook, Our Weird World. I'll have all these links, of course. And again, email me, please. That's going to be the best place to get in touch with me. Our Weird World Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. If you've had spotting sightings, let me know. I'd love to hear it. Until next time, take care.